What is up? Welcome to another edition of Sacktown Movie Buffs. Once again, I'm Pierre, and this is Jason. And today we are back, continue on with our top 10 uh, films of each year series. So uh, if you've been following or you've been paying attention or you care, uh, we've been doing basically a top 10 list uh, starting all the way back from when the two of us first met back in 1995. And we've been progressing our way forward. And now we are on lucky number 2014. Um, so we're finally coming to a somewhat of a close on this series of, of top 10 films of each year. Um, so we've only got a few years left because we already did 2020 and we already did 2019. So really, we only have 2015, 16, 17 and 18 left. So, yeah, so we're we're moving right along, man. We're making a lot of headway. We're getting there. It's only taken us over about a year to get through all this, but um, we're, we're doing it, man. We're making things. Happen. Yeah, I was just making dreams. Come I, yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, we should go back and look at when uh, when we did the, the 1995 one just to see how long it's taken us. I mean, yeah, we you know, we've taken long on. breaks. I mean, we started yeah. this podcast, uh, movie review channel, um, a little bit over a year ago. Um, but I felt like we started doing, like, the top tens of each year relatively soon. I would say at least in a month or two after we started doing the uh, the recordings, I, I would think, anyway. So I could be, yeah. I feel yeah. like, anyway. So it, it certainly feels like it's been a year <laughs> since we've done it. Yeah. So at yeah. the very least, it feels <laughs> like it's been it's been some time. So yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, uh, so this will be our 2014. <laughs> so, uh, and then obviously we break these up into two parts. So uh, we do. This will be part one, which is be which will be our number ten. Uh, through number six, and then we'll come back and we'll do another show uh, where we'll do our number five through number one and have some honorable mentions potentially as well. Um, so I don't know when that show will get done, but it won't be probably the next show after this one because usually we, we do other movie reviews in between. So um, so we'll be looking out for that one as well. So if you don't see something that makes your list on this show, go bear with us. We have another show. Maybe it's in there. Maybe it's in our honorable mentions. Maybe we didn't like your film. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but we'll find out together. <laughs> so, um, well, before we get into the actual, uh, movie reviews of uh, our actual top 10 list, I'm sorry. Uh, each year we also do challenge films for each other, uh, from 2000 from that year. So in our last show, 2013, the end of that one, we did a challenge film for 2014. And so we'll each pick a film that either I've seen and he hasn't, or he's seen that I haven't, and we'll sign it to each other. Um, so I'll go ahead and start off with, with my film. So you chose a film for me that I hadn't seen from 2014 that you had. Um, and that film is going to be Life After Beth. Um, so Life After Beth stars uh, Abby Plaza, um, who actually plays uh, someone that is uh, uh, bitten by a, a snake um, and dies. And that's pretty much the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a feel-good it's a feel-good classic no so she dies um but her boyfriend who is played by and i can't think of the actor's name uh dane dane dehan i think yeah, dane DeHaan. yeah. i've seen him in a few things but i've never known him by name or anything like that specifically mm -hmm. he's technically kind of the star of the film as well um but uh, her boyfriend who is 
a little whiny in my opinion. Um, you know, is really distraught over you know his girlfriend's death, which that part's I'm, I'm, I'm understandable, but he's like overly like almost annoyingly whiny. Um, he's always like kind of like visiting like the family and like playing chess with them, and he's very distraught about um, you know uh, her death and. Um, and then he's also, uh, you know, his, his family's kind of crazy and wacky as well. They seem like they're kind of over it and they kind of want him to be over it as well. Um, but you know, he's like walking around wearing like her scarf or something like that, you know? Um, so he's just very distraught about it. Long story short, um, uh, Beth, who's, who's, who's Avi Plaza in this film, uh, her family, like they basically just kind of shut out the boyfriend at some point and he, they won't let him come in the house. They won't let him like interact anymore. And he can't figure out what's going on or why that is. And he eventually finds out that Beth is basically alive again. Um, so she's basically back to life, uh, essentially a talking, moving zombie, if you will. Um, but, uh, but she's, you know, seems completely almost seems normal at first, but obviously as the film progresses, you start noticing various, details about her that makes her not not normal she's got like kind of like a you know an obsessive compulsive behavior or something of that nature that she didn't really have before and as the film goes on she gets uh uh worse and worse as the film goes on um and i'll just kind of leave it at that where got going into too much spoilers or anything of that nature um uh, so basically it's kind of like a commie zombie zombie film basically in a nutshell um uh it's pretty much the best way to describe it. Overall, I thought it was decent. I, I, you know, I liked it overall. I didn't love it, but I did like it overall. It, it was decent. Uh, it reminded me of like a more like comedy version of like Maggie or something like that. You know, where you know someone's been like bitten and slowly turning into a zombie kind of thing. And that's almost kind of like what she does in this film, because um, uh, she's kind of more normal in the beginning, but by the end, she's she's almost like full on zombie basically. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> I liked it. It had some funny parts. I definitely chuckled in certain in certain parts. Um, I felt it went on maybe just a little bit longer than needed be, um, and it does get like really really crazy and over the top towards the end. Um, so they kind of lose me a little bit towards the end because it just gets way too wacky towards the end for for my taste, anyways. Uh, but overall, it wasn't wasn't a bad film. Um, if I had to give it a grade, I'd probably give this film probably two and a half out of five on this one. So liked it, just didn't love it. So just a, a slight smile. <laughs> but uh but yeah so that was, right, my, uh, yeah. that was my my synopsis of life after beth yeah yeah i mean i i remember really liking it but i haven't seen it since it was a fairly new release so i mm -hmm. saw it in 2014 or 2015 so my memory of it isn't that strong but i do remember thinking it was a lot better than i thought it would be um not that i thought it was going to be bad but i kind of thought I had an idea in my head of what it would be like just from the premise. Uh, and it did manage to take me by surprise a little bit. So it is, it is one I want to revisit at some point. So I can't really um, argue, I guess, but uh, um, I do remember liking it a lot. That's all I can say. <laughs> cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then you had a homework assignment, which I signed to you and, 2014 was a tough year for me, so there wasn't really a whole yeah. lot that you hadn't seen that I had seen, so I had to go with something by default. And that film was Let's Be Cops. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely felt like a homework assignment, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I wasn't too wild about this one, man. I mean, I kind of, you know, I wasn't I wasn't going in with a bad attitude. I mean, I, I, I you know, it has a funny premise. I'll give it that. It does have a funny premise. 
uh, these two guys played by Jake Johnson and Damon Wayans Jr., uh, who are both funny. I like them both. Um, they decide to, once they find out kind of by accident that, you know, cops get treated differently, they can pretty much get in anywhere and tell anybody to do anything and they'll do it. Um, they decide to basically start impersonating cops on, uh, on a regular basis. And obviously they get into trouble. Um, so it's a funny premise. Uh, it's got some funny actors in it. It's also got Keegan-Michael Key from Key and Peele. Um, I can't remember who else is in there, but you know, it's got a qualified cast, a funny premise, but it just didn't, it didn't, it didn't do anything for me. Um, it just didn't make me laugh. And I know comedy is subjective, um, but it just didn't do it for me. It seemed like one of those movies where they pretty much, they had a premise and they had like some funny actors. Um, and then they pretty much just let them go. It seemed like most of the scenes were just like improv, um, which impro improv, you know, by nature is hit, hit or miss. And um, it, it didn't seem like they, they made enough of an effort to make the improv work or the editing is off or something. I don't know. It just, it just wasn't a very good movie. So, um, yeah, I didn't like it. Uh, and it's been like a month ago since I watched it. So I really, I don't remember too much about it except that I didn't enjoy it. So, sorry, man. I know it wasn't like, you know, like anything you're passionate about because you had to just kind of like settle for a, a choice. Um, yeah, I was but, the one uh, that I was wasn't one that I'm going to, you know, fight you over or stand behind or anything. I don't own it or anything like that. It was just, you know, yeah. it, it kind of was like by default. There was only like three movies that I had seen that you hadn't seen or something. So, and, you know, all the other ones were probably going to be just as bad. So, you know what I mean? So, yeah, kinda, <laughs> <laughs> so it's, you know, it is what it is. So, um, like yeah, I, said, I, don't, yeah. I don't exactly, you know. I mean, I told you going into it. It's not one that I'm like, oh, my God, you have to see this one. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, uh yeah, uh, but you know it is what it is. So, cool. yeah, yeah. Well, sorry, you didn't like that one. Maybe we'll have better luck with our 2015 choices. So, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. yeah. I gave this one. Uh, I gave it a one out of five because it was yeah. like it was long. It felt long. It's like an hour yeah. and 46 minutes or something like that. And this movie with like the amount of like I bet the screenplay was about 30 pages. You know what I mean? It's that kind of because it was mostly improv, I think, and. Um, it, it really shouldn't have been more than 80 minutes, honestly. So an hour and 45 minutes, it just, it just felt like forever. And I only laughed maybe like two or three times. So that's a pretty bad average. So I had to give it one out of five. So, okay. which I don't know what kind of face that is, but it's not a good one. It's not, it's not, it's not one that, uh, you know, warrants, it's this uh... kind of face. <laughs> it's no face at all. <laughs> it's just, just out of here. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. All yeah. Right, cool. Well, fair enough. Sorry, man. Hey. It is what it is, man. It is what it is. Yep. All right. Well, I say without further ado, we get right into it. We get into the real reviews. Um, so I'll go ahead and kick this one off since I started with the challenge film. So I'll go ahead and start this one off. So this will be my number 10 film of 2014. And that film is going to be John Wick. John Wick. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just a film. I love this series. It's just great. Um you know, coincidentally enough, this one's number 10, but I, I actually might like the second one a little bit better than this one, but I really do like this one quite a bit. Um, and I know you weren't huge on the third one, but um, or you liked it, but you, I don't know, you had some issues. But I, I also might, may even like the third one a little bit better than this one as well, personally. So uh, the action, especially the ending of the third one is just awesome. So, But um, but this one's cool. Obviously, most people probably know the story of John Wick, Wick at this point. He basically, uh, you know, is a man with a, you know, that that you know 
basically retired, you know, hitman, you know, kind of living his life. His wife dies. Um, and then uh, part of her gift to him, I guess, if you will, is is his dog, is this dog that he that she gifts him before he dies, just to have a companion to like so he could grieve. Um, and then also he has a really sweet car as well. So, <laughs> so um, uh, for whatever reason, these like Russian like mobsters see his car and they like it and decide to like offer to like buy it. And he basically says it's not for sale kind of thing. Um, they end up, I guess, basically uh, tracking him down and following him home. Long story short, they basically break into his house, uh, beat him up, uh, uh, kill his dog you know, which everybody is really sad about, and then steal his car, uh, which sets along a series of events that basically, I guess, activates the old John Wick, and he basically goes after him. And that's pretty much all you really need to know. I mean, if you're not sold on that, I don't know what else is going to sell you on the film. Uh, it's an action film. I, I really love the, like, the seedy uh, underworld of, of, like, hitmen and stuff like that, because they have, like, you know, these specialty hotels that they stay in with, like, rules and things of this nature where, you know, if you're in the hotel, you can't, like, you know, kill anybody on hotel grounds. And it's, like, all these, like, assassins and hitmen all check in. They have their own, like, money and currency and things of that nature. They have their own, like, clean up men that come and like clean up the job for them and so it's just a really really fun action film and like i said there's obviously been two sequels so far and there'll be another sequel coming up as well i don't know if the next one's gonna be the last one or not but um, um but i do know that there is another another john wick film coming as well but um like i said i love it it's a great movie it's a movie that i can watch pretty much anytime i can watch any of the any any three of them really any, anytime so if you're an action junkie like myself one that i highly recommend john wick yeah, I love John Wick. It's not, it didn't make the top 10 for me, uh, but I really, I really like it a lot. Um, and, you know, looking back at the first one now, it almost seems kind of modest, almost compared to yeah, the second yeah, I mean, and the third ones. Not, like, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's got some action and things of that nature, but um, he was more human, if you will, in this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, whereas, you know, now he's pretty much a superhero, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. because this one, um, like I said, there's only, there's a group of bad guys. I mean, there is that scene in like that nightclub where he basically just runs through everybody, but he still gets injured and things of that nature. And he does get injured in the other ones as well. I mean, that is one thing I do like about the John Wick films is, is, you know, even though he's pretty much unkillable, um, he can't get hurt. He can't get injured versus, you know, a lot of these action films, the, the, the good guys seem like they never get hurt or never get injured. You know what I mean? They just keep rolling right along. You never really see them get beat up or anything like that. And he gets beat up quite a bit, you know, and pretty much all the films he gets beat up, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'll at least give him that, you know what I mean? They at least try to, you know, he doesn't die of course, but he at least can get beat up and you get hurt. So, uh, so there's, there's something to be said about that. So. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's, you know, it's, they didn't know at the time that it was going to be such a sensation, you know, I'm sure. So, no, no, definitely um, not. So. Right. Yeah. And I do, I, I, the second one I think is my favorite. Um, and the third one, yeah, I, I had, I was a little bit mixed on it the first time, but then I watched it again at home and I loved it. So basically okay. I love the whole series. Um, yeah. The first one, uh, mm, I think the second one's my favorite, but the first and the third one, I'm not sure which one, how I'd rank those, but yeah. I do like it a lot. And I agree with you that the my favorite thing about it, or one of my favorite things about it, is the that kind of like uh, that kind of like hitman subculture kind yeah. of thing that they. Yeah. It almost makes it feel that that's what makes it special. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it could just be like an ordinary hitman revenge movie, 
but that that whole kind of like uh, world building, right. it kind of makes it almost almost like almost like like fantasy, almost in a way, like right. almost kind of graphic novel feeling. You know what I mean? Like something right. like heightened reality, not like just you know your typical you know revenge movie. So yeah, and they like really whole, they really like, expand on of, that. Yeah, there's like this whole world of like these like hitmen and things of this nature, and and like it's like their own little like world that they all live in that like it's foreign to anybody that's not involved in that world you know what i mean so uh, but right. I, I do like that and like i said with their own currency and and they have like little and you know what we find out in the later films they have like these specialty hotels pretty much all over the world you know what i mean where they could go to pretty much any city and, and stay in those cities and and not have to like worry about like you know being attacked or being on safe well theoretically not having to be attacked or being on safe ground and that kind of stuff so but um but no, no, just uh, just a really really fun action film. Like I said, one that I can just watch anytime. Definitely been one of my one of my favorite, probably one of my favorite like series, you know, of like the the the, the late two thousands basically, or the 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 two the two thousand and tens. You know what I mean? Like probably one of my favorite of you know like series continuous series that keeps going on. So. Yeah, yep. there's obviously ones older like you know Mission Impossible, but those have been going on since the earlier two thousands, obviously. So. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, I really like the way they expand on that kind of aspect of it uh, in the second one. You know, the second one they really go all in on like the alternate reality kind of stuff, almost. You know, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, so, that's the yeah, one where you I, find out there's other concierge type places, like in Italy and other you know cities and things of that nature. So you really kind of expand and really get to see all the different factions of of how the underworkings work and. Um, like, you know, and I'll get into that whenever we get into the, the that year when the second one comes out. I don't know if it was the next year or 2016. I, I don't remember. But we'll talk more about that one for sure. So, we're cool. I think it was 16, but I can, I'm not sure. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yep. All right. Moving on to your number 10 film, which is going to be Edge of Tomorrow. Yep, yep, Edge of Tomorrow. I love this movie. Um, this is one, like I was looking earlier today at my top 10 from that year that I made that year, and it's pretty solid. It's pretty solid, but um, I kept most of it in the top 10, but this is the one movie that wasn't in my top 10 uh, when I originally made this list back in 2014 that I was like, this is good enough to slip slip in there. Because mm. um, it's one that I, 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 I like more every time I watch it, and, and it's one that's that's really fun. I can watch it anytime. And, uh, you know, it's really grown for me over the years. So, yeah, it's, I'm a big fan. Anybody who's been watching the show, I'm a big fan of the, like, the Groundhog Day storyline. You know, the idea of the, you know, the, the day that keeps repeating. Uh, I love that kind of thing. Groundhog Day is one of my favorite movies. Uh, and then nobody else really ever made a movie like that. But recently, it's become, like, uh, a kind of a, like, recurring theme again lately. Like, there's been... This one, there was Happy Death Day, which I also really liked. There was Palm Springs, which I really, really liked. Um, so it's becoming a thing again, which I kind of like. You know what I mean? I like, I like that that theme, and I'm glad it's kind of coming back into style, so to speak. But Didn't this we one, just watch one I, just recently that's like that too. Oh, uh, um, uh, uh, gamer or uh, what's that? Oh, game? boss level, boss, boss level. level. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, boss level. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like how you can kind of mold it. You can take that you can take that scenario and kind of work almost any genre around mm -hmm. it. Like, you know, Happy Death Day is a horror movie. Uh, Palm Springs is kind of like a romantic, it's kind of a love story. 
And then Edge of Tomorrow and Boss Level are action movies. You can really kind of use any genre with that that story. Yeah. Um, and, of course, this is an action movie. It's uh, set in the future. It's science fiction. Um, and Tom Cruise is the main character. He's the one who's stuck in the loop uh, where he keeps dying every day. Uh, and he has to kind of figure out... Um, a way to survive the day and you know beat the uh, you know the robot. No, they're not robots. They're aliens. Uh, right. But it's kind of beside the point. It's a cool action movie. It's got some really good humor in it. It's got really great action in it. Um, and it's just it's definitely one of the best action movies that has come out in the last few years, I think. And um, it's a, kind of a shame that it just kind of uh, came and went when it was released in theaters, which is kind of a surprise because Tom Cruise can still pack them in. You know, a lot of people don't like Tom Cruise, but he can still get, uh, you know, a good a good showing in the theater. But for some reason, this movie just didn't catch on. But um, it's one that everyone I know who has seen it really likes it. So I think it will survive. You know what I mean? I think it will be remembered because everyone who does see it likes it as far as I as far as I know. So uh, but yeah, I love that movie. Number 10 for me. Uh, yeah, I didn't quite make my top ten. I do like it. Um, I don't love it quite as much as you, but I, I definitely do like it quite a bit. Um, it is a it is a really fun action film, if you will. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it is just, yeah, just a really good, really good, you know, time loop type film. You know what I mean? And I like most of them, just like you like most of them as well. The only one I didn't really care for was the Happy Death Day to You or Happy Death Day Two or whatever. Oh, the sequel. Yeah, the sequel. I didn't care for that yeah. one really. Um, but um, all the other ones I pretty much like, and I kind of have like about the same general feeling about all of them. Uh, outside of Groundhog's Day, um, you know, I, I like them all, but I don't know. They all kind of because they're so repetitive. You know what I mean? I always have a little bit of a knock with with almost all of them based on that. So, but I do like that one quite a bit. So. But I like it. I just don't love it quite as much as you. But it, it would mm -hmm. probably make my, I think it's in my honorable mention somewhere. So cool. I don't know. Cool. Probably like number 14 or something like that. So yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. Moving right along. Unless you're, you're done talking about. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't want to <laughs> All right. My number nine is going to be Gone Girl. Um, so another uh, Ben Affleck uh, directed film. Um, it's one of those ones that's like oh. set in what? David Fincher. David oh, Fincher David directed Fincher. that one. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> ben Affleck stars in it. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so kind of a thriller. Uh, uh, ben Affleck stars in it. It's kind of a thriller, kind of a mystery, basically about a, a missing girl um, that uh, basically the cops are looking for. And then they obviously also kind of. Uh, uh, ben Affleck and like his crew, they also are kind of like looking for her and that kind of stuff. So um, it's got a lot of big, big name cast, a lot of big stars in it. Um, but it's got a lot of little twists and turns and things of that nature, but very, very R rated as well. It's got a lot of foul language. <laughs> there looks like an F bomb drop probably like every two seconds in the film, but it's just a really, really good gritty thriller. Hadn't seen it in many years, but definitely one that I really enjoy. So um, that's how I landed up in my number nine spot number nine film is going to be gone girl yeah uh gone girl's great uh another one that's not in my top 10 but uh it's it would definitely be pretty far up in the honorable mentions um i'm a huge david fincher fan i've liked almost everything that he's made almost everything that he's made um and yeah it's i you know i didn't read the book i remember the book was a big sensation when it came out um so i don't know how it stacks up to the book but the movie is really entertaining it's got lots of twists and turns um it's really entertaining 
And um, Ben Affleck's great. Rosamund Pike is great. Um, and actually, Tyler Perry is great. Like, um, I'm not a big fan of Tyler Perry's, like, comedy movies. You know, like the yeah. Medea movies. You know, Same. I'm not yeah. I'm not into those at all. Um, but, and I have seen enough to, to have an opinion on it. <laughs> Unfortunately, my mom loves those movies. Uh, but um, he's actually in this movie in a dramatic role, uh, which is, he's really good. He's a really, he should do more dramatic roles. And I think he's got, there's another movie coming up. I can't remember what it is, but there's another movie coming up where uh, it's a serious movie. So I, 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 yeah, I'm I guessing that it's a dramatic role. Ford, but he plays like a detective or something like that. So I'm not for sure what, or something of that nature. I don't know. He's, I know he's going to be serious in it though. So. Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, I don't know. I, I didn't see Alex Cross. I didn't see that one, but I heard it wasn't very good, but he's just like a, like a, like a, a, a supporting dramatic role in this movie. And he's, he, he's really good in it. Um, so yeah, I love that movie. Not quite my top 10, but it's really, really good. And I just talking about it makes me want to watch it. Cause it's been a long time. So yeah, good one. Cool. Yeah. All right. Moving right along to your number nine and I'll bring that in for you. And that is going to be Selma. Selma. Yeah. Selma. Um, excellent movie, uh, starring David Oyelowo. I think I'm pronouncing that right. I'm not sure, uh, as Martin Luther King. Um, and what I really like about this movie, um, it's very well directed, um, by, um, Aya, uh, DuVernay. Yeah. Uh, Ava. I can't remember. If, oh man. Ava DuVernay, I think. Sorry. Um, I don't, I don't do, I don't take down notes like you do, unfortunately, before I do these. <laughs> Maybe I should. Uh, but um, what I really like about this movie, um, aside from the really quality writing, directing, and acting, um, is that it's not, you know, you wouldn't know necessarily by, you know, looking at the poster or anything like that, but it's not a, your standard biopic at all. It's not, uh, you know, it's not like, you know, he was born on this day and this is what happened after that. And this is what happened after that. Uh, what I really like about this movie is that it condenses itself to, like a, a, a short period of time, uh, like a three month period of time, uh, culminating in the, uh, March from Selma to, um, Montgomery, Alabama. Montgomery, yeah, Montgomery, Alabama yeah. 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 So I really like that. It, it's not like a, Hmm. I, I couldn't remember if it was Montgomery or Birmingham. So I got confused for a second. Uh, I think it's Montgomery, okay. but I could be wrong. Um, but, um, uh, I like that it condenses itself to a, a short period of time because it, it kind of avoids a lot of those like, uh, you know, cliche pitfalls of like your standard, you know, biopics, you know, and not that I don't like biopics, um, but, you know, they, they all are kind of the same usually. Um, and this kind of avoids those pitfalls by just picking like one of many uh, significant uh, chapters in his life and kind of dissecting it uh, from there. So. Yeah, I really love that movie. Um, it's 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 a great movie. So yeah, that's my number nine for 2014. Cool. Yeah, I really like Selma a lot. Um, it is a really good film. It's not one of those films where I, I respect him quite a bit, but it just it's not the kind of film I'm gonna watch every day. So you know, I'm not gonna put it in my top ten just probably based on some of that maybe. But um, it is a powerful, very moving film. And like you said, I do like that they do take just a snapshot of, of kind of, you know, but, you know, obviously the, the march to, 
you know, for voter rights and, and all that good stuff. That was always very, that was a very important and pivotal point of his life as well. So it was good that they focused on that and showed what, you know, all happened during that particular period where, you know, they were, you know, attacked by cops and beaten and, and all that stuff. Because, you know, a lot of that stuff, unless you grew up in that area, you might not have known all the things that have happened. So it is nice that they shined a light on that. So uh, really, really good, powerful moving film, film, though, for sure. So, yeah. Cool. Good choice. Moving right along uh, to my number eight film. I'm going to bring that in. That is going to be... Ooh, I didn't get a very good image for that one. Um, it's going to be The Guest. It came out small for some reason. Um, so my number eight film is The Guest, um, which is uh, action horror, I guess, if you will. Um uh, something of that nature. Uh, basically, guess is kind of like it's kind of a mysterious film because basically, uh, it's about this family uh, whose son basically dies in the war, um, and then this guy who shows up who basically says that he served with the son and he's got like some pictures of him with their son or whatever. Basically, just shows up to the house and just like you know, hey, you know, they, you know, he told me that you know, if I ever, you know, to check up on his family, if anything ever happened to him or whatever the case may be, and just kind of shows up and he's very mysterious, doesn't talk very much, um, and uh, the more we learn about him, the more you learn that you know there might be some more issues with him, if you will. Uh, he, you know, definitely has a very high. Uh, IQ for fighting and getting in trouble and that kind of stuff, but you learn a little bit more about him. So it kind of turns into like this uh, mysterious film and then kind of an action film and then kind of a horror film and then back to kind of action film again towards the end. Um, so it's a very layered film and, you know, it's hard to go too much in depth and in detail without giving away spoilers to it. Uh, but just really, really good uh, action thriller, if you will. Um, so one that I definitely enjoy. And that is my number uh, eight film, The Guest. Yeah, I love, love, love that movie. In fact, it's going to be uh, appearing a little higher up in my top 10. Um, I think, uh, you know, now because, you know, being on Letterboxd, it allows you to track such things. But I think that's probably the movie I've logged more than any other movie. I think I've watched it seven times wow. <laughs> since it came out. Yeah, it's just like, it's one of those movies that I can really... You know, we always say like, oh, I could watch that anytime. But I really could just watch that anytime because it's so fun it's one of those movies you know you know when they come out with it it's like this it feels like this movie was made for me you know what i mean because i just i love the premise um it's you know it's got really it's it's it straddles that line between action and horror so, like so well uh dan stevens is great dan stevens yeah. is so good in that movie it's kind of like the yeah. um kind of it's it, it's you know i love the way that it doesn't spell out what is up with him you know, without going right. into spoilers, it doesn't spell it out. Like, is this guy like a cyborg now, or is he what? What's going on? Because he almost yeah. plays it like the Terminator almost, but with yeah. like a sense of humor. You know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I agree. I agree. He definitely is. Is um, uh, and you still quite, you know what I mean? Even towards the end, you don't quite know the full gist of of what it, you know he's all about. Um, but you do know that he definitely isn't your regular military personnel coming back home from the war. Let's put it that way. So, no, and he's pretty resilient too. I'll put yeah. it that way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, something, there's so, something really, really, really special about him. That's for sure. So at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. And it's kind of a home invasion movie too, you know, and I like home invasion movies and I like movies that really 
because home invasion movies almost it, when they start like on good good terms you know i love those movies that like start like where somebody is like you know opening their door to somebody and then like kind of navigating that fine line between when it becomes like unwelcome you know what mm-hmm. i mean like i love movies that kind of explore that borderline between like you know trust and then like the realization that like mm, something weird's going on here and right. that kind of awkward uh, that awkward period and it does that really well plus it's just really fun and another thing for me uh it, it takes place at halloween you know so i'm a big halloween junkie um and it's very much a halloween movie it's great to watch around halloween i mean like the whole action climax is inside of this amazing uh haunted house that was con- that's constructed in a high school gym and i wish i had gone to a high school with a haunted house that was that good you know i don't think any yeah, high school haunted are, house is that good no not not that not that good for sure most of them are pretty crappy. yeah no i think that's yeah but i don't care i by that point i'm having so much fun that i'm not going to quibble you know i you know I, I think this haunted house should be less good no it's just awesome the way it is so um yeah i love that movie uh you know and i'm sure my eighth viewing is you know before it will be before too long <laughs> so yeah cool yeah yep all right I'm moving right along um, to your number eight, and I'll bring that in for you. And that is going to be Love is Strange. Yeah, Love is Strange. This is a really, uh, really well done, powerful film. Um, it stars John Lithgow and Alfred Molina um, as a gay couple uh, who have been together for like 40 years or something like that. And they finally decide to get married after being together for 40 years. And when they do, uh, Alfred. Cool. And your number uh, eight film is going to be Love is Strange. Yeah. Uh, Love is Strange. It's a, this is a very powerful, very good movie. Um, it's about, uh, it stars John Lithgow and Alfred Molina uh, as a gay couple um, who have been together for like over 40 years, you know, most of their lives. And um, they finally decide to tie the knot, get married after being together for 40 years. Uh, but this was, you know, it's it's set during a time before, you know, that was as widely accepted as it is now. So as a result, Alfred Molina's character, who's a teacher, uh, loses his job. So that causes their their lives to go into kind of a free fall because he was the the one who whose income they were dependent on. And of course, he's older, going to have a hard time finding a job. So it kind of disrupts their lives in a major way. Um, and kind of how they deal with that, the fallout of that. So um, Alfred Molina and John Lithgow are both uh, phenomenal in this movie. It's they both uh, one of the best performances either one of them has ever given. Um, and it's just a really, a really uh, affecting movie in a lot because it, in a way, because it, uh, it's not only about their lives, but how they're kind of, uh, you know, the resulting turmoil, it affects all the people around them. You know what I mean? So uh, it's just a really good movie, really well acted, uh, really quality movie. So yeah, that's my number eight for 2014. Cool. Never seen it, so don't have an opinion on it one way or another. <laughs> but, um, cool. Sounds like an interesting film for sure. Yeah. Awesome. That's all I can say. I haven't seen it, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not really much. I not really much I can add to that discussion. I haven't seen it. So. If you're done, we'll move right along to our number seven films, and I'll bring mine yep. in. And my number seven film is going to be uh, the one I love. 
which stars ah, yeah. uh, Mark uh, Duplass and Elizabeth Moss. Um, it's a very interesting film with a twist, which I don't really want to go into really um, because yeah. you don't find out about it until you know it happens. Basically, they are a married couple uh, that are having some marital issues, so they go see a married counselor, a marriage counselor who uh, is played by uh, Ted Danson, actually. Um, who um, you know basically uh, offers them an opportunity to go stay at like this cabin um, um, that he has um, to kind of like just kind of get away from everything, get away from like uh, you know uh, electronics and all that kind of stuff, just so they can kind of recommit and focus on each other. Um, however, when they get there, they do find out something is very strange about the place that they're staying at. And it's really hard to, to go into it without giving away spoilers. But let's just say that it's it, it's something that's uh, potentially more supernatural, I guess, if you will, um, about that place. Um, and it just makes for a really good, funny story. So it's it's, it's a comedy. It's kind of a love story. Um, but it's, it, it's really it's really just an interesting story. You just want, like, so you just really have to see. It's very funny. And I've always been a big fan of, of, of Mark DeClaus. Uh, he's you know he's always he's, he's always quirky and everything but i, I like that about his style that and there and elizabeth moss is really good in there as well um and their chemistry is really really good um and like i said i wish i could give you more about the story but like i said it's one that you just really have to see you just have to trust me it, it's funny in many parts but it's got a lot of really really good twists and turns to it as well so definitely one like i said that i highly recommend the one i love that's my number seven yeah i love that movie um I, I've only seen it the one time, uh, and it was quite a while ago, but I remember liking it a lot. In fact, I remember, like, I did something that I almost never do. Like, I did, like, a blind buy. I remember I was at Target, and I was like, I can't believe they have this movie. I mean, it had just come out at that point, you know, and it was mm -hmm. kind of this, um, and it's kind of a, you know, it's an indie. It's not really, like, that uh, that widely known, I don't think. Um, yeah, most of his movies, I feel like, are indies, though. I feel like most of the movies that he's in are, are kind of more yeah. indie. I mean, he doesn't star in, like, big Hollywood films, typically. You know, they're typically more yeah. like, in the quirky side of things. You know, him, Aubrey Plaza is kind of that way. Actually, they were in a movie together. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. They're both those kind of actors and actresses where they star in, like, those kind of quirky films that are, you know, not usually the big Hollywood blockbusters, if you will. So... Yeah, yeah. I just remember seeing it at Target for like 10 bucks, and it had just come out. And I remember reading about it, that it, sound, it sounded really interesting, you know, the kind of movie that you want to go into without knowing very much at all. Um, and I was like, there's no way, there's almost no way I'm not going to like this. Because like you, I really like Mark Duplass and, uh, you know, uh, Elizabeth Moss. And it was in my hand at Target, and it was $10, and I was like, I want to watch this like right now. I'm just going to get it. You know, I almost never do that. I never do blind buys almost. And I just did it and I didn't regret it. I went, took it home and watched it. And, uh, you know, you know, I haven't watched it since, you know, so I don't know if it was worth it ultimately, <laughs> but um, I will watch it again. And, you know, I can watch it whenever I want to right back there. So, yeah, I remember liking it a lot. I remember being really excited to watch it because I didn't know, I knew there was some kind of weird twist and you shouldn't investigate too much before going in, but right. just to put it in and watch it. And uh, I'm really glad I did that. So anybody watching this hasn't seen it, do that. Don't don't research it. Uh, you know, you could probably watch the trailer because I doubt they spoil anything in the trailer. But don't even watch the trailer. Just watch it. Yeah, just just trust my word. Just take our word for it. Just get it. Watch it. You know. Yeah. Right now. That's I mean, right. finish the video first, but then, then yeah, yeah, you know, finish. That. Yeah, yeah, finish this. Obviously, obviously. Yeah. But then <laughs> watch it as soon as this is over. Uh, but yeah, right. no, I. Um, right. Yeah, I just rewatched it. I don't know, maybe about 
a month or two ago. So and it still really holds up. In fact, it might have been a little bit lower on my countdown, but after rewatching it, I bumped it up a little bit. So, um, but yeah, cool. That's good. To, that's good to hear because sometimes those movies that have like such a such a huge you know twist, you know, sometimes I'm almost hesitant to watch them again because I don't know if it'll be as entertaining you know, yeah. on rewatch, but it's good when it is. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, for me, it definitely held up very well, even with the twist. So, but I, I get what you're saying. I feel like with those movies, those are more about, um, the twist isn't the payoff in this film, though. You know what I mean? It, right, it, right, that's so true. That's, that makes a little bit of a different, you know, yeah. feeling. You know, it's not like, you know, you know, uh, the sixth sense or something like that, or where that's the payoff yeah. where, you know, now you have to, you might rewatch it one more time just to see how everything unfolds. But then after that, I really yeah. haven't watched six sense again since I've seen it twice. You know what I mean? Because oh, I really it. don't get me wrong. I it really is really it. good. It is really good. Film, but, um, but you know, it's like one of those films where like, once I found out the payoff, I'm, I'm less inclined to, to just pick it up on a whim unless I'm going to show it to somebody probably. So where is this, yeah. you know, the payoff comes off, you know, the twist comes, well, the initial twist anyways, comes early in the film. Um, so, and you know, there, there's other little twists and turns that happen throughout the film, but that's the initial twist. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. cool. Good one. Well, thank you. Well, thank you. Yeah. We're running along to your number seven, <laughs> which is going to be Whiplash. Yeah, this movie is, is uh, I like to call it, and I'm sure the other people call it this too, but it's kind of like Full Metal Jacket for musicians. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because it is yeah. kind of like the uh, uh, um, uh, F. Lee Ermey, and, R. Lee Ermey, and uh, Vincent D'Onofrio relationship from Full Metal Jacket, except it's yeah. for like a band teacher and a drummer, which sounds kind of weird. Um, you know, like, how could it be that intense if it's just about like drum lessons? But it is that intense. It really yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, and this is a movie, like, I've been wanting to watch it again forever, but it just, you know, I still haven't watched it since I saw it in the theater back in 2014 or maybe early 2015 or something. And that's not because I don't want to watch it. Like, I, I'm often looking at my shelf and like, I really need to watch that again. But I just haven't yet. But I know that when I do rewatch it, it's going to blow me away again. Uh, because I just remember being, like, knocked back by this movie big time. Uh, mm. Like, J.K. Simmons is amazing in it he won the oscar i think uh very deservingly oh, yeah. uh miles teller as the kid like uh also fantastic you know like he did this right after the spectacular now you know mm -hmm. so he was really really hot there for a while I, I can't remember what he's done since then but like those were a couple of years that were really good for him yeah uh but it's just a really really hard-hitting uh drama uh really relatable um just well acted well directed um, Damien Chazelle is the director who went on to do La La Land, which I really liked a lot. Um, I know you you were, you were crazy about La La Land too, of course. Yeah, Being a musical, big musical fan, you were. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, it's just a really good movie, you know. And, and you know, even though I haven't seen it in you know what six years, uh, six or seven years, uh, it doesn't seem like that because there are definitely several scenes from that movie that are just that are you know, just stored right there after one viewing. So uh, when I do get around to watching it again, I'm sure I will have it at this spot, if not higher. So yeah, Whiplash. Cool. Yeah, I, I, I love Whiplash. It's definitely going to be in the, the second half of the show. So I got it much higher up my list. Um, but yeah, I love it. It's just a phenomenal film, definitely. Um, like I said, the, 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 
just the, the the tension between those two um it's just like something that you just have to see to really get the full experience of it you know what i mean it's just like one mm-hmm. of those just just you know just it's almost brutal though you know as well mm-hmm. you know what i mean he's just so brutal in this film like he's just you know <laughs> i don't know i mean he's probably worse than his character in oz you know what i mean he's just so like relentingly just brutal and brutally honest you know what i mean he's just like the worst guy be you know if you make a mistake in his in his band you know he's gonna you know let you know immediately you know what i mean uh-huh. he's gonna uh-huh. rip you a new one and like he does it to everybody but he really really does it to this kid and just torments him basically so uh but yeah phenomenal film like i said just great like i said it'll be on the second half of our show but um yeah i absolutely love it and definitely one that you should watch again for sure so yeah it's oh. it's, it's up there when i when yeah. i get a chance have to get around to it I understand. <laughs> yeah <laughs> excuse me cool well moving on to my number six um which actually i just saw like um maybe two weeks ago again um again i've seen it before um my number six film is going to be nightcrawler um uh, hmm. uh, jake gyllenhaal um just uh you know and i don't know if that's where they got the name from but he reminds me of like almost the night stalker in this film. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's not necessarily yeah. a killer killer, but he's he's got that same kind of persona, personality, if you will. Uh basically he stars as like this like kind of petty thief um that uh you know on a whim basically sees like this like accident um you know like this really really bad like accident um you know on the freeway down in Los Angeles and he basically comes out and and, and sees like this film crew come out and uh, one the member of the film crew is played by Bill Paxton, um, who basically is like filming the the accident, and he just kind of gets like interested in that. He's like just like you know like wow that's really really cool, and then basically you ask you know basically Bill Paxton's character if you're looking to hire somebody else, and he basically tells him no. Um, so he basically takes it upon himself to like just go out and kind of like you know find a way to buy his own camera, and basically gets like a radio scanner and just kind of like starts like you know hires a driver uh, played by. Um, Riz Ahmed uh, hires a driver to basically drive him around while he basically goes and tries to like, you know, get the scoop on the, whatever the, the big, like, you know, uh, accident that happens or the big, like, you know, murder or whatever case may be. Um, but the difference between him and most other like professionals is that he's not professional and he's got no filter. So while they're all like, kind of like back away, like filming the accident, he's the kind of guy that's going to bend the rules and basically walk right into the crime scene and just like he'll put a camera like right in the face of someone like in a gurney like right in their face like filming them or he'll even like you know uh if he's filming like you know an accident that happened in someone's house he'll like actually like take it upon himself to like kind of break into the house in order to like film evidence and like sometimes even stage things if it needs to be um and that's kind of what he is so he's basically just a He's a psycho, basically, um, um, but he's doing anything he can in order to, uh, you know, order to because he gets paid basically how it works. And you learn a little bit about how that industry works because he finds out you basically film stuff and you take it to a news station um, and he kind of sort of befriends like this, like uh, 
she's like a director or product producer or something like that for like this like feeling kind of like news station or whatever uh and hands her a tape and basically he gets paid from her they kind of form like a little bit of friendship kind of like an understanding where he basically is continuously like you know getting like these crazy stories and like giving them to her that he's filming and uh you know and then somewhere along the, the film you learn that he's really really a bad guy and he just does all kinds of just crazy stuff that is like would not only be illegal and ethical but also just you know but because he's very intelligent as well he's he's weird and he's creepy but he's also very intelligent and he'll tell you that like well, i'm a fast learner and he, really he is he picks up things very quickly and if he makes a mistake on something he'll he'll correct it and rectify it and, and that kind of stuff but um it's just like a really good character study and like i said he kind of reminds me of of the the night stalker which i just saw that documentary a few months back on netflix about him I already kind of knew most of the story, but um, but he reminds me of that kind of character. You know what I mean? I kind of feel like that too. That this person was kind of modeled after. After like, if the Night Stalker got a job, like working like video cameras, I feel like that's kind of what he would be. Like this creepy guy that lives alone in his apartment that goes out and films like all these like crazy like homicides and things of that nature. Um, you know, without the well, without the uh, pedophile and and. Uh, serial killer i guess if you will an element to it but but he ain't too far off from that either so <laughs> <laughs> um he, he's a total creep though but just a really really good character study uh and like i said jake gyllenhaal is just phenomenal in that film for sure so and that is my number six film nightcrawler yeah nightcrawler is awesome um it is that's another it's another one that you pick that is like not in my top 10 but you know it's so close that maybe it should be i don't know um but I, I think it's great i saw it you know it's another one that i haven't watched in a while i saw it twice in the theater i know but i haven't seen it uh since even though it's right over there um you know uh i have a lot of movies what can i say <laughs> uh but he's like jake gyllenhaal is amazing in that movie as just this kind of amoral completely amoral creep like creep is the right word i mean like and he's he's phenomenal in this movie i mean he's got these dark rings under his eyes he just looks the part and mm -hmm. he's so good in this movie and it's so creepy and disturbing and you know just really good and uh it was also really good to see uh you know the lady who plays the producer of the news channel renee russo you know i hadn't seen renee russo in forever and it just felt good to see renee russo again you know she hadn't been in a movie as far as i knew in forever so and then it wasn't yeah, anything after the theater. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, I mean, she's been in. Uh, she was in uh, the the director who made this movie, Dan Gilroy. He she she was in his next movie that's on Netflix called Velvet Buzzsaw, which is a really strange movie. It's nowhere near as good as Nightcrawler, but I enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, she. Uh, um, it's a really cool movie. Really, really cool movie. Really good movie. Maybe should be in my top ten, but you know, it's just outside of it for sure. Yeah, awesome. Cool. Yep. Cool. All right, moving on to your number six film, and I'll bring that in. It's one we kind of discussed already, which is going to be The Guest. Yep, yep. Uh, I, pr I pretty much already said everything I wanted to say about that one, but, uh, yeah, I, I love The Guest. I think it's it's a total blast. Uh, once again, like, one of the easiest movies to rewatch for me ever. I mean, it just it's, it's so much fun. I like so many things about it. Um, I can put it on anytime. So great movie. Anybody who is a fan of uh, action or a fan of horror or just a fan of fun movies, you owe it to yourself to watch that one for sure. Yes. Agreed. 
yeah, yes, is, is great. So I already covered it. So uh, obviously don't have much more to say on that, but watch it. It's awesome. You're going to yeah. love it. It's going to change your life. <laughs> You're going to watch it seven times like me. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, that is going to conclude our top 10 films of 2014 part one. Um, so those, like I said, were number 10 through number six. Uh, definitely. If you, you know, didn't see a film that, you know, you felt should have been in the top 10, join us next time. Cause we'll do a number five through number one. We'll have some honorable mentions. And like I said, hopefully one of those films will show up in that. Um, as always, if you like the channel, we ask that you like subscribe, make sure you hit that bell notification. So you don't miss any more updates. And we'll be back again with another show for you guys again real soon. We thank you for watching and hope you have a great day. Bye. Bye.